Hey, everybody, you already know who the shit it is. It's your boy, Joey T. Every time I introduce myself like that, I hate it. <laughs> uh, we're back. We got a new epic two-parter episode, part one, part two. Put both of them together. You got one big part, and that's what, our, what this week's guest, Mike, is. One big hunk of a man. Uh, I love him deeply. Um Again, uh, like I've said before, I've I've wanted to make this show shorter and tighter uh, because I feel like an hour just is a good length for a conversation to listen to. It leaves you wanting more. Yeah, it makes you want to ask further questions, and you can have the person back. You know, um, but speaking with Mike, the time just—I mean—it just flew on by. Uh, and also, I feel I do feel like um, my skill of 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 keeping it tight and 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 maintaining control of of like topics of conversation and stuff like that. It is kind of um uh wilted over Zoom and also because of the sporadic nature in which I'm recording these, I haven't held myself up to that standard of making sure I'm recording these on a rigid schedule cuz also other people, uh, unlike the beginning of quarantine, are, you know, we're busy again. We have stuff going on. Uh, comedians do have outside shows. Um, and I'm working. I'm working, like, several different jobs. And Mike and I talk about that a bit. Um, you know, giving yourself that, uh, the opportunity to take the time off. Uh, you're you're going to hear in this episode, I'm a little burnt out. And there's absolutely no reason I feel that I should be as burnt out as I am uh, in the world that we're living in. But it's, it has to do with the fact that I, I truly never give myself a day off in my brain. Does that mean I do have days where I get absolutely fucking nothing done? Yes. Yeah! <laughs> Does that mean there's also days where I'm getting a shit ton done and then you look back and it was really just like a bunch of little shit things that... You know, maybe for the grand scheme of things, they're not amazing, not great that I got all those things done, but they're little chores, little errands, little things I had to get done. And uh, maybe it's the lack of sleep, depression, and anxiety all kind of shooting together, but uh, just getting any menial task done feels like, you know, my brain goes, I'm done. <laughs> uh, and I'm always pushing myself. And a podcast episode, like recording a conversation with a friend is a very involved thing. You can't be uh, disengaged. You can't be uninterested. You can't be tired. That makes for a terrible show. That makes for your guests to feel uncomfortable. Uh, luckily, I'm not saying I, I had to push myself to do that with Mike. Mike is such an engaging person. I th he's so interesting to talk to uh, because there's just always cogs turning in his head. He's always he's thinking. There's always a uh, deeper thought there. And on top of that, the guy's fucking hilarious. And he's a sweet, sweet little boy. Um, but you're going to hear, you know, I get tired. I even I, I heard it in my own voice while we were listening. My, you know, the, the first sign I have that I'm exhausted is that speaking starts feeling strenuous to me. Uh, I feel it uh, in like the bottom of my throat. Almost as if every single time before I speak, uh, I have to think, are you sure you want to exert this extra energy to do this? Uh, and I was tired when I when I was recording this episode with Mike. Uh, but I think it's a testament to him just how how long he keeps me going, man. 
which is why I've titled the episode Sorry to Hijack Your Pod, because, I mean, Mike's just a great fucking host. You put him in front of a microphone, and the guy can keep going. And he's the only guy I'll let hijack my pod, and I won't be angry about it. The guy can do it anytime he fucking wants. Uh, that being said, I hope y'all enjoy the first part of the epic two-parter with my man, Micah Brucey. Micah Brucey! <laughs> and, uh, and come back in a couple of days for part two. Uh, keeping y'all engaged. And we got some fun people coming on the show in this uh, coming week. Uh, got a great, a great comic coming on. And, uh, and we're gonna keep this train, uh, this gravy train pouring, baby. Uh, I love y'all. Have a great, uh, time. Bye! who I am because you listen to the goddamn intro, but do you know who's in the virtual studio with me? Oh, did I say it in the intro? I forgot. I do do that when I do the intro, so <laughs> you know who it is. It's goddamn Micah Brucey, baby! Sipping Hello. glass. Got a stainless steel straw. The guy cares about the fucking environment. I don't know why I took a sip. I, like, started to take a sip in the middle of the intro, and I was like, he's going to say my name. I'm going to have to... <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like i mean you don't drink but it's, uh, in, when i started doing comedy there's a couple of times i'd tell a joke and i thought i was the take a sip before you say the punchline guy first of all i should have killed myself then and there anytime i tried it that was yeah i mean that's the same thing as like when you're waiting to go on stage and you're like oh i'm gonna piss myself dude i gotta uh, piss and then i have, you have to like run to the bathroom and run back and you're like, I know they're about to intro me in like a minute. Yes. It happens literally every single time I have to get on stage. It is a nervous. I didn't know it was a universal thing until Will Miles on his Twitter once. There was like, a, what would you tell your younger self as a comic? And one of the things he wrote was that P will be there when you get off or something like that. Yeah. Or, or you'll like not feel it when you're on. Yeah. Because there's been so many times where I'm waiting to get on stage and I'm like sweated because I'm like, oh, I have to take a shit. Oh, that's a step up from piss, though. Yeah, of course. There's been but, uh, there's been so many times uh, I'm up there and um, get get this, I, I bomb. You? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd venture to say I still don't know what a joke is. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What, if I was, what if I was like a, um, a therapist and I was like, let's expand on that. And I'm like, and I, and I fall into your <laughs> trap slowly. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, I haven't really like written a joke. I guess I just knew like, hmm, uh, yeah. Mm. Um, do you think it's because and, you're, and then your actual opinion shows bad at comedy? <laughs> do you think it's because you're a little prick? I guess I'm getting rid of that. Um, I, dude, I will admit, I was reading your recent uh, Please Enjoy again uh, mm -hmm. because I knew this was coming up. And there's one sec. Actually, hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the section oh, because yeah, I great. mean it. I can't wait to have my words read back to me. No, I know. I know I'm literally, I would hate it <laughs> and if be someone like a did fucking this to me. I'm a fucking fraud. Um, of course, as soon, I mean, I literally uh, bookmarked it for myself and then now I can't find it when I'm looking for it. Uh, there was... Oh, here it is. I mean, I felt like I felt like you were writing this paragraph and you were thinking of me. 
Um, personality comics are my mortal enemy. <laughs> There's the volume is funny comedian who yells the whole time. Instead of figuring out an identity, the next one's not me. And then you said, we must not forget the singing comedian <laughs> who does two minutes of the worst filler you've ever seen in your life so they can segue to showing you how well they can sing under the guise of jokes. Yeah. And I mean, so I'm, neither, glad, I'm okay. glad to be a part of the newsletter. I'm glad yeah, yeah, to. yeah. It was, it was actually, all, all three of them were about, yeah. <laughs> but no, no, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking of you. And at least when you sing a like when you sing a song on stage, it's like it's it's supposed to be funny, you know. Yeah. Like you're singing a song, and it's like the the joke. The song is the joke, and because there's people who literally just go on stage and like they'll just like sing a Mariah Carey song or something, you know? Like yeah, and, and the then joke like, is like how. Um... Isn't how it, involved, it, like how into it they are. Yeah. Or is it like, isn't it weird that I'm singing a song now? It's like, no, you're on a stage and you're performing. So it's not that weird, yeah. but there's no joke here. Mm -mm. There's a whole, I mean, there's a whole subsection. It's, it, it mostly happens in Manhattan. It didn't really happen as much in Brooklyn, but there is that whole subsection of comedy of just people who like, I mean, their whole thing was be it like, it's very theatrical and I come from theater. I do stand up because I am not in a play right now. <laughs> like yeah. that's, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why I do stand up. Um, that's why I ever started. I started because I was in high school and I was in between um, musicals, and yeah. I wanted to be on stage. But um, but there's this like whole subsection of people who are like way too cool for school. They're like they're like a hot click. And then they're going to be very tight about who they let in. Half the time they're uh, on stage and like doing comedy, they're really just singing, like they're singing the songs. Yeah. And it's all like, God, I don't want to talk shit because I would fit into that group so fucking well. Yeah, yeah. Don't, 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 because of me, don't exclude yourself from this group that you would actually probably excel in. Oh, but thriving. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've actually had I'm, inklings I'm, and tastes. Yeah, of course. And I'm just like a, I'm just like a bitter man. You know, <laughs> because everyone, all the things that I listed, all, all the people who do them are more popular or more successful than I am. I mean, as I've, as I've gotten older and also as I'm dating this, uh, this, this new girl, um, who makes, I mean, so much more money than I do. <laughs> I mean, buddy, I mean, six figures money. No, that's too much money. Uh, and 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 from a from a a, a well-to-do family, uh, but on top of everything else, fantastic person. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the money, not the money. Aside from the and, and and I I I feel like you know she she she's she's artist adjacent. Like she's like delving into her artistic side. Her her father makes uh, uh music. Um. Uh, but I feel like I'm a, because I don't make money really doing this. Um, yeah. That I, I look like the young uh, uh, baby, baby, baby boy. And I would gladly sacrifice um, skill right now to make a couple fucking dollars. Yeah. And, and I, I think, I think a lot of people have done that. And it seems like pretty much universally regretted. Yeah. People who 
because there are people who like even if it's even if it's maybe not like it's like people who like hit really early in their career yeah you know and they don't have the skill to to be a headliner or to be like a popular person but then they have to do it anyway so that either they flame out or immediately have to like pay people to write for them and shit like that and then it's kind of a cycle that you can't that they that they don't not that you can't but that most people don't seem to get out of and i think it's it's and also i mean it's also just a thing where it's like i don't think anyone deserves anything especially me but (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) but i think it's like better to to kind of toil quietly and be be skilled at it rather than to be you know like there's people who like get on like a tv show or whatever because they just whatever they like you know all those all those people that were like on girl code and and guy code and all those mtv shows okay like you you know this is a generation ago fucking reference because that's i'm a fucking old piece of shit but i love that i know exactly what you're talking about baby i was watching that shit when my mom was downstairs i was playing it upstairs because she couldn't hear a single thing they were saying exactly but a lot of those people like they became headliners because of that show but they weren't ready so they would go in like triple headline almost they would do like you know three people doing 30 minutes each or, or 20 minutes each instead of one person going to do an hour because they couldn't yet. Yeah. Which is cool. It's cool because you get the experience of headlining and you get to travel with friends, but it is a thing where it's like not all of them panned out to be really good comedians because they got this success early on. And it's like, were they just, you know, young and in the right place and charismatic, but maybe didn't have an hour special in them or an hour, you know, and then some of them fucking blew up and are like really popular and, and good comics. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you right now that if I was offered an hour tomorrow and they gave me six months to do it, I would, um, I think actually just kill myself the day before filming. (laughs) But you have the the money. I'll take all the money. I'll make sure my family gets it. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll kill myself right before I know I wouldn't. That's actually funny. I just started another, um, progress journal because I did another one that just like, I didn't really, I didn't read the instructions. I'll say that. <laughs> and, uh, You're like, no, I'm writing my progress in here. I don't I'm know. writing everything I, everything I did. Uh, that, that's so funny. The idea of a guy who like, he tracks all of his progress and the fact that his life isn't going forward. He's like, oh, I'm not doing the, not doing the journal. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, the, the, it's the journal's fault. Um, dude, I do have that progress journal. And then this, uh, the five minute journal that's supposed to help you uh, uh, live with more gratitude. And let me tell you something right now from the bottom of my heart. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's working yet. I'll have days where it works. I mean, you saw me the other day. I was in a terrible mood. You were spir- I would say that you were spiraling. I, I, a little. I had a very bad time. I did talk with Lily about it for like an hour and a half yesterday, though, because she did. Uh, she was disappointed that she caught the brunt of all of my um, all of my feeling. Yeah, she kind of caught like um, some some friendly fire. Yeah, but um, I will say for the listeners at home, uh, I did I did do something uh, brand new in life that I think made my uh, all of my serotonin and dopamine leave my body the day before. And, uh, and I think one bad thing led me down a spiral of like why my life is the way it is. Which is very funny because I asked you if that had any effect and you're like, definitely not. 
No, I uh, definitely <laughs> thought about Absolutely it. Absolutely not. She, I like immediately wanted to deflect because I was like, I'm just gonna say it. That mushroom trip was the best thing that ever fucking happened to me. Yeah. Um, and then once that once I left for the night and I was home, I was like, you know, and I will say this: it's on me doing something with minimal research. Yeah, minimal like, the, research. like the progress journal. Yeah, man. I mean, there's a whole <laughs> look at the dude. This book, like this book specifically, has a whole like ten pages telling you like if you want to use the book, like do it this way because that's how you're gonna make sure you do it right. This has a forty page introduction to be like that's... this is how you're really gonna have like a good uh, experience uh, tracking your gratitude and and becoming more. And then you know what I do? I fucking raw dog the journal. When I <laughs> yeah, you're like, I don't, I, what am I going to, it's a journal. What do I, why would I read a journal? I uh, like it. I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying a lot of things right now to help with uh, anxiety and depression. I, I mean, I had it already in life. And then uh, COVID happened. I had a, I had a four year relationship falling out. Uh, my anxiety is through the fucking roof, Mike. Okay. And now may I ask this? Uh-huh. What, what is COVID? <laughs> <laughs> I do not know what it is. I hear people talking about it a lot, but I have not been paying enough attention. You've just been staying inside the whole time because yeah, that's nothing, what you normally do. Nothing about my life has changed at all. You're just like, no, I haven't gotten booked recently. I don't, you know, I'm hmm. not, but I don't want to ask. I guess, you know, yeah, no, I'm not. It seems to be a, a weird uh, energy at the grocery store a couple months ago, but I don't really know what that was about. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm just going to go back home. Everyone's wearing masks. I didn't realize masks were a fashion thing. You know, people I mean, breathe. I know I saw like TikTok kids doing it in like December and January, but now all of a sudden everyone's doing it. I guess, you know, TikTok is pretty, is pretty popular. That's so funny to be able to look at social media, every single one and be like, hmm, hmm. what even is a tick? You're on TikTok. What is a What, what, what's a TikTok? Yeah, I don't, hmm, I don't know. Well, this seems fun. All right. I'll guess I'll go sit down for a couple more months. <laughs> for a couple more months. Yeah. Have you been able to watch um, movies uh, at all during quarantine? It's not been oh. – I, I have not been yeah. able to watch. Oh, my, my intake has gone way up. Really? For me, it's TV shows. So I can't I, – the only TV show I've watched really is I, like, powered through The Sopranos. I'm about to start. Yeah, I mean it's great. I, I I suggest it, but I hope you don't have a lot of anything else going on because it really overtook my life. Oh shit, really? Like it really was like I was watching. I I also did watch it. I will say I also did watch it at like the height of like quarantine. So like uh... maybe like April May. So it was a thing where it was like I wasn't going outside anyway. But I was like, oh, I was watching like six episodes a day or seven episodes a day, like a lot. And how many are there? There's a lot because there's there's like, I mean there's probably like seventy or so because it's like it's like six seasons and then there you know there's like ten or twelve in each season. My God. Yeah. So I really it, I powered through in like two weeks. Like it was it was an insane. I would say a Herculean task. <laughs> Uh, I would say I did uh, the Lord's work. <laughs> I would say I'm basically immortal <laughs> because of how quickly I watched The Sopranos. There's there the only the only shows that I binged. There was one night in quarantine. I saw all of Fleabag, like season one and two, in one night. But in reality, that's just a four hour movie. Yeah, that's like it's um, quick because each whatever each season is what like six episodes maybe. Yeah, six half hour episodes. Yeah. 
which means it was oh six hours. It was a six. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But what was I doing? You yeah, know, exactly. I went to Wingstop. I got twenty five wings, boneless, and I sat down yeah. and I ate the entire thing. Yeah. Uh, it, took you, the, it took you six hours to eat 25 wings. No, but the second season was me uh, fully regretting how my stomach okay. felt and everything. I ate. Yeah, yeah, the first yeah, season, okay. I'm like, what can get better than eating 25 wings <laughs> watching a shit ton of television? And the second season was me going this. I wonder if I had this chair yet. I don't remember if I did, because look at this chair. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you have Bro. any idea how much this changed my life? Dude. I, I could literally do the show from here. You could get dome in the gamer chair. I was getting dome when I found out Joe Biden won. <laughs> in the gamer chair? Uh, no, I was, at, I was at her place. But I will say, um, uh, thank you, Daddy Joe. <laughs> I'm going to say thank that you. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even but though it, you found out while you were getting it, you felt like it was a Joe, a Joe Biden energy. There was definitely more aggression uh, in the task. Okay. Um, and, and, and the preceding sex felt, uh, like way more of a celebration. Yeah. We, I mean, I think I came and literally said, this is for Joe. And she said, don't ever do that again. And I said, it's four more years of this baby. (laughs) That's very, that's very funny. Um, Especially because it's a woman who's not your girlfriend yet. Yeah. So to be like, it's four more years of this. (laughs) And she's like, what did I get myself? What happened? I don't know his last name. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. She's like, I'm not against the prospect of it, but I am now weighing my options. Yeah. I was fine with it. I will say whenever I brought her, I've only, I brought her around friends twice. uh, And I, and she's run into people sometimes with me. I'll run into people and they'll, and there'll always be one person in a crowd who says, you have a great girlfriend or that's a dope girlfriend. Oh, I brought her around three times because she came to a show. When I was leaving, uh, uh, she came to see Power Hour. And uh, for those of you who don't know Power Hour, one comic uh, just gets fucked up throughout the entire show and is allowed to like heckle and interrupt. Scary show to bring her to. <laughs> yeah, not great. I literally had to tell her, big... like, I'm not going to do a set. You know, I'm not going to do a set, right? Yeah. But here's the thing. This is what I've, this is what I've learned where that like – because for a while, I'd be like, I do not want women I'm seeing or dating, whatever, like, to see me do comedy until I know that they already like me. Yeah. But that's the thing where it's like, if it doesn't matter, it, like, for most people, it doesn't matter because they are just going because they want to see you. Like, they want to spend yeah. time with you. And the, the comedy that you're doing is incidental to spending time with you. Yeah. So, like, most of like, I'll... There's been so many times where I also like, you know, every comic is psychopath. So I'll be like, I'll be there like, I had the worst fucking set of my life. But, but and you know, and they're like, I thought you did well. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, cool. I guess I don't know. I don't know how to tell you that I want to, I want to die. <laughs> any, like, like at, at any given moment. I don't know how to yeah. tell you that even what looks like to you to be the happiest time of my life, I am infinitely sad. Yeah, and I will listen back to the recording of it and remember all of my mistakes and not remember any of the good parts, even though they are recorded and I'm listening Dude, to them. Maybe maybe it's because, um, I mean, in quarantine, I, I truly haven't. I've jotted down ideas. I've written stuff. I have not truly told like a single new joke. Yeah. 
Uh, no, I did in the first couple of shows, but I just haven't kept them. Like they're not like material. They're just like, I, I had some things that I added and I wanted to try. Um, but there, ha there has not been a single set throughout all of quarantine. And I'm very lucky to have done shows. Uh, like I feel, I feel very, uh, lucky in that regard, but every single time I do a set, I listen to the recording after having feeling like after having felt like I did good and then I listened to it and I'm like, are you even a comedian? You just, yeah. I did every single thing that, that you listed in the thing I'm singing. Uh, <laughs> I'm singing. I'm, I'm, I'm yelling. Uh, I'm doing, a, I mean, I'm doing a lot of crowd work. Cause what am I going to tell a joke that I like precisely worked on and think people are going to listen to it? Yeah. But this the thing is like, I also have like, I do like the things that I listed that I hate. Like, I I yell all the time. Yeah, especially it depends. Like, like, and you've seen me at like Gabby's old show that we. I was going to say that's it. the last time I saw you perform. I think. I think I screamed the entire. I would go to that show and literally just like scream because yeah. people liked it, and I was like, "Yeah, sure." And you murdered. Yeah, of course I did, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that goes without saying. No, that was a show where that was like, because especially because it was a lot of the same people. So mm -hmm. it was funny to go there and be like, kind of try to like, so it was weird because it was like, okay, I, I can't do the same material every time because it is a lot of the same people. But yeah. then also they, they start to get, especially like, because you would go there and like you would fuck around with Keith. And like, yeah. so it's like they get to know you. That's the show like, where I learned I was able to do that. Yeah, and it's like fun. It's like a fun, especially because it was like you know our good friend runs it, and it's always usually like friends on the show. So it's like okay, this is like an environment to fuck around in. Yeah, like I used to, I used to get be really uptight about every single show, no matter who ran it, no matter what it was. I was like, I have to go and I have to do my material, and yeah. I was like so fucking precious about it. But then like stuff like like shows like that, and just you know being more comfortable in general doing comedy, like it made it easier to open up. But it was like oh, I, but I have to like. I was like, okay, I didn't want to be the guy that's like, okay, well, the people here know me. So I'm yeah. like trying to be a little too fucking swaggy <laughs> with everything. Like Dude. you still have to go up and like be funny. I think uh, so. So my, my last girl, my ex, I think would, uh, would love me no matter what. So that made me feel like when I was doing like stand up that I like, even if I bombed, she'd be like, you got him next time. You know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I never really had to be like swaggy, uh, even though she did come to a show. I'd always be like, "Here's a free drink. Your boy got you a drink, <laughs> Daddy." Yeah. You say please and thank you and kiss me on the mouth. Um, <laughs> but but now like, like dating someone new, like walking up into that show, I I had the feeling of like, buddy, you got like you got to be cool and you have to like you don't try don't do anything new. You cannot bomb. You cannot yeah. bomb tonight. And then also, I'm going to Philly with Petey uh, this upcoming Wednesday, and not tomorrow. Um, they, when they listen to this, these days don't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but Petey was on that show, and then there's also the idea of like, yeah, you're, fr I'm friends with him, but he hasn't seen me in a while, and you already asked me if I bomb like right now. What if he like takes away Philly? Like I have, you know, I have like all those thoughts, and yeah. then you just go up there and you fuck around anyways. Yeah, exactly. Like I did some, oh my God. So I did, the last show I did was on Zoom, which is like, you know, I'm sorry. awful. Yeah. So it was so funny. Like they were like, okay, so you get like, they're like you, you can do anywhere between 12 to 17 minutes. And I was literally like, cause there was only three comics on the show. Yeah. 
So I was like, how the fuck am I going to fill 12 to 17 minutes on Zoom? And literally, I'm like doing stuff and I get a message from the producer like privately on Zoom and he's like, you're at 20 minutes. And I was like, <laughs> like what? Because no! I was just like going. I was just like, you know, because it was Zoom. So I was basically just like talking. Yeah. But I was like trying to do material and I was like trying to figure out like, oh, what's like new fun material? Like, because I, because you know, it's like you don't want to do just being like so coronavirus, but, but it's also like you can't yeah. not, but you also can't not like talk about it. You can't yeah. just do like dating is in New York City is hard and we never have to wear masks. That was my whole bit. Yeah. My whole bit was going on stage and being like, don't you love dating when you don't have to wear a mask? at an hour and no mask material oh my god uh i will say every single date that i went on because i did go on several dates before this girl uh every single date like as soon as you met up and this was like bumble or tinder as soon as i met up with every single girl like the first thing we both did would be like these aren't happening right i want to look right fucking at you (laughs) like it's like the first thing that happened you're like we can't I feel like anybody who's like in any subsection, like if you're dating in quarantine, if you're doing whatever, one by one, you're seeing people not give a fuck about the mask. I want to say right now that I care. I wear my mask every single place. But what about what am I going to look like a bitch in front of these girls? What am I going to do? What am I going to look like I care about dying? But that's the thing where it's like I I was I was talking about this. I don't know. I fucking talk all the time. So I'm talking about it. I fucking love it. I really don't ever stop. But (laughs) (laughs) it's really a problem. But. It's the thing where it's like, so I don't like wearing the mask. I yeah. do it. And I don't know anyone that likes it. But to, to the, be the person who complains about it is almost like a little, like, Republican, like, you know, kind of flag to wave. Yeah. Of like, it feels like a muzzle. and blah, blah, blah. It's like, listen, I, buddy, I don't want to wear it at the store either. But yeah. I also don't want to, one, I don't want to get COVID. And two, I don't want, I don't know. I just don't want to fucking deal with being the guy who has to like, now I have to get into an argument with the fucking security guard at the, at the grocery store. Cause I'm yeah. not wearing the mask. And as if I wasn't already arguing with him about other shit before. Yeah. He owes me money. He owes me and money. That's what we're gonna and argue garlic's about. getting, it's getting up there by the pound. Yeah. There's much for orange juice. Pardon Dude. me, sir. Who does not deal with the prices at all. Everything I cook Everything I cook has at least four fucking whatever bulbs of garlic, whatever they're called. Cloves. Cloves, Everything, man. Why are you using so much garlic? Love it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, listen, I like the stuff too, but I'm not using four cloves in everything that I cook. (laughs) Dude, I feel like this whole uh, this whole conversation right now, this whole episode does have the vibe of a late night talk because I'm gonna say I'm so tired. This is such feel, a fun time to have feel, scheduled this. I feel great. Really? No. Do you thrive? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. I never really feel that good. But Do I know you, I am. I'm a nighttime guy. Dude, be, throughout quarantine, I have I've become less and less. I used to be, I mean, you know, I 2, 2 a.m. every night, especially if we're out and then going home, it took yeah, like an, two hours to fall asleep. If we're out, I truly like cannot keep up with you. It's insane. Yeah. I'm also not drunk. So it's like, that's part of it. Buddy, if we're going out, like, if we're going out, like, partying. Here's my secret. Just like the Hulk, sometimes not, not even drunk. Yeah. You just, you just, yeah, that's the thing, though. But I think, so, I, so this is something I've been thinking about recently. It's like people who are, like, energized by groups. Yeah. 
So I think you definitely have that where you're like, you see a, a group of people and you are, it's less of, a, you want to kiss all of them, but it's less of a, um, so like when, when you're younger and, and like the, you, like the Royal you, you know, when you're younger and, and less mature, it's more like, I want to impress everyone. Yeah. But I, but I don't, I don't think that you, I don't think that's exclusively what you do. I think it's more like, you're like, I want, I'm here with this group of people and I like all of them and I mm-hmm. want all of them to have a good time. Yeah. So if I, if I start the good time, it'll, sp- it'll spread to uh, all these people that I care about. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely like that because I'll even sometimes hang out. Uh, like Lily loves either one-on-ones or like a group of three, you know, and I'm hanging out, I'm hanging out with her a lot. And yeah. I'll even notice like in a group of three that I'm still so tired. And then like a group of four happens and I'm like, okay, we're cooking. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then and then on a one-on-one, first of all, I'm comfortable enough to even hang out with you one-on-one. I I want the ability to be able to be like, just seeing so like, I'm like I'm tired. I'm tired yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah. I'm tired yeah. because I am. If there's one thing I've learned about myself in quarantine, because I've had all the time in the world to rest and get back to normal, and I still have not been able to do it. And yeah. now and now we're in this middle world where like everything is kind of open but we're still being safe about it and there's still nights where like people don't go out um so i never gave myself the time to just catch up on sleep and i'm being forgiven yeah. for forgiving of myself because i mean the anxiety was i mean palpable yeah what am i supposed to like get good sleep when i think the entire world is falling apart dude let me tell you this i fucking slept so good <laughs> <laughs> I slept so good in the beginning. So like once I once I lost my job. So like I worked. So like everything shut down like whatever middle of March, and then I I my job furloughed me at like the in like the middle of April. Yeah. So from like the middle of April until I went back to work at like in the beginning of August, I was sleeping like fucking whatever ten hours a night. I mean, what does that even feel like? It feels so okay. So it didn't. I don't think. Maybe okay. Maybe um, two months ago, I started sleeping with my phone across the room, oh, and it's really I changed. Like you're about to say, friend. I started sleeping with my friends. With my all friend, my friends. All everyone I know, I had sex with, except you, <laughs> yeah. to make you feel bad on this podcast. And it worked. I'm going to tell you that right yeah. now. Your lips are looking good, dude. You're they one really, of the only friends so far I haven't kissed in quarantine. Hey, man. What's because we're being safe? Nah. Actually, no. actually, if I try to kiss a friend, uh, a homie, if you will, and you bring up COVID, it's homophobic. Oh, yeah. It's, it's homophobic to bring up COVID. Yeah, because it's going to yeah. stop two men from kissing, and that's obviously your goal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes mm. sense. Can't wait for that joke to bomb in the listeners' ear. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for that to be taken out of context when I get SNL. Oh, you won't. <laughs> oh, don't worry about that. Oh, buddy, don't worry about that. What people yeah. finding it? No, 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 getting us <laughs> either or. Um, dude, maybe one of the reasons, uh, uh, your goals as a comedian or writer, your writing's fantastic, by the way. Thank you. Uh, do you have explicit, clear cut goals of what you want to do? Because I know who I want to be. But I yeah. don't know exactly, like, I mean, there's been so many people in my life who've been, like, 
why aren't you on SNL? Why, why you build, you'd be so great on SNL. You should audition for SNL. And then in my head, I'm like, it'd be great to get SNL, but I'm not waking up every morning and like chasing. Yeah. That thing, you know? So I guess the writing, the writing, like the, the newsletter stuff, like that kind of writing stuff, that's more like that came out of, of COVID and, and quarantine stuff in that, you know, I uh, stand up comedy in general. The industry is looking pretty grim right now. Yeah, it barely and exists. It barely exists. You're doing okay and, if you're famous. Yeah, exactly. And the and the the part like the version of it that does exist sucks. Yeah, it's not good. So I was like, I need. I still need a creative outlet, and it is fun to kind of to write something that could be funny, but doesn't necessarily have to be like jokes the whole time you know it doesn't because it doesn't have to be like every fucking you know it's like it's not like a, a i'm doing stand-up so it's not like i need to have punchlines and and the whole thing every time and i've always like because i didn't invent the idea of a newsletter obviously but i took it from, what yeah i know but i took it more from from people who who aren't i took the idea of it from people who aren't comedians because i don't really know many comedians who are doing something like this so more of just like here's you know most comedian newsletters are like here's a video i made here are my tour dates for this month and and that's kind of it yeah it's like a newsletter is actually just more like uh an, an announcements yeah know? so i took it more from people who were like you know either wrote it wrote for magazines and then either you know the magazine folded or or they still write for the magazine but this is like a different thing and they kind of just like you know it's like substack is patreon for fucking bloggers it's like the same thing but it's like all yeah. these people who's writing, I would get emails from either once a week, once a month, whenever they felt like it. And I was like, oh, this is like a really interesting and like fun thing. And I was like, I think maybe I, I could try it. And I, so I think that's fun. I don't really know. I like, I like writing like that. My, my goal in comedy always, the whole time since I started, was I literally just wanted to be a touring comedian. I never, yeah. I didn't really care about like being super famous. I wanted to be like, a working headliner and that's it yeah it was never like it was never like i'm gonna do comedy so i can be in movies or so yeah. i can blah 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 i i see really I, like, i'm all that i'm everything yeah. you just said like you you know that's not what you're going for that's yeah. my goal like i like i wouldn't even be happy as just someone who like tours yeah that's literally all i've ever like because i think it comes from playing in bands too where it's like that's the thing it was to yeah. like to be in a band so you could go on tour so you could travel and you could do all this other stuff. And that's all I ever wanted to do because I just like writing jokes and I like telling jokes. I don't really like acting stuff and the very minimal acting stuff I've done like stresses me out to such a crazy level. It, it's like, because when, I, when I'm, if like, if I'm doing comedy and I'm telling my jokes and I don't tell it correctly, you know, and who yeah. says I ever really did? But if, so now if I'm like shooting something, even like a sketch, it's like, oh, if I keep fucking this up, I'm wasting like a lot of people's time. Yeah. Yeah. And when you fuck up a joke, you're only disappointing yourself. Yeah, and you're exactly. wasting people's time, but it's you who has to walk through. Yeah. And it's the, also the thing where it's like, but if it's a crowd, it's like, they don't fucking know. Like, they don't know that I'm telling the joke incorrectly. They could probably yeah. think it's a bad joke and they're probably right because I'm telling it. But, but, <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's like, 
I don't know. I just like, I like doing things. Also, cause it, it might be because I'm like a fucking control freak a little bit, but yeah. I like doing things where I'm in control of the whole thing. I get that. I think I'm, I think I'm like that too, but I'm also, I've gotten really good at, uh, uh, just kind of letting go. I genuinely think that this new girl I'm dating is getting me into like letting go and trying new shit. I would have yeah. never, I don't think I, I no, not that I would have never, but I don't think I would have tried mushrooms this soon. I think I would have been like 30. Oh, and then like, she was just like, just do it. No, she, she literally, she didn't even, she put literally no pressure on me. I told her that even weed makes me freak out. And she yeah. was like, then you don't have to. And I was like, well, you have them. And she just did it for the first time, like, like weeks before. Uh, I shouldn't be airing out all this girl shit. Oh, well, um, we didn't say like her name. Just you can say her for, if you just say her full first and last name, then it'll make that. Hold on. Okay. No, let me just, I'll just say her. Social. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, you know, she had just done them. She said they were great. And I was only interested because they're natural. I literally, I don't fuck with drugs. I like I know even cocaine's natural. I'll never touch cocaine. I will it's never. Na- I mean, cocaine's natural in the same way that soda is natural. Yeah. <laughs> like everything in it is, but it's like it's still processed and yeah, it's a whole like and I, really good and and amazing. <laughs> and I'll, I'll ruin my whole life for it. Um, but like that, and like, that's the only reason I ever even like tried weed. And there's been occasional times where I've like smoked weed and been like. Oh my God. Like, is this what it feels like for everyone else? Now I know why people do it. Like this is, yeah. this is fun. Like I just feel elated. And then maybe it's cause I only ever smoke other people's weed. I've literally never owned weed to myself except for one time I went to LA and I bought a pen that I would just use to go to sleep sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Um, Oh, a sleepy pen, a sleepy pen. Yeah. Uh, which was actually just me writing a dick on my head to make me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You Sharpie, you Sharpie like loser on your forehead. And like, as I'm falling asleep, you see a tear go down my head. Like, I'm not your brothers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fam- it, that teaches you the lesson that family is important. Yeah, but dude, even like, so, so getting drunk, or 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 getting high, just heightens every single thing that I could possibly hate about myself, or that yeah. I'm self conscious of, or or whatever. Um. And, and so we, the opportunity to do the mushrooms comes up and it's a girl. I, let's be honest. I've known the girl for three and a half months, maybe, uh, maybe almost four. Um, still a stranger. You're still a stranger to me. Like technically, you know? And, and you're, so you're asking, yes, you should tell her you love her today. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, but like, (laughs) I I just saw you get physically uncomfortable at that. (laughs) I mean, the thing is, I'm like so ready for it, but like, I mean, just the prospect of like making a commitment in this time is so weird to me. Yeah. You know, the conversation has, uh, we've teetered on the corner of it, of just being able to say like, neither one of us are seeing other people. I've mentioned that. I've mentioned that. She's mentioned that we've, we've just never said uh, you're, you're my, you're my boyfriend. You're my girlfriend. We never said, I just, she just said, I like you the words. I like you when I saw her yesterday. Uh, okay. because one time I said, can I just say something? You told, you told me, you told me about this I did, we were walking oh. the, when we were walking to the train. Yes. From, oh my God. Yeah. Remember how much yeah. I freaked the fuck out? <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's why this is where we had the discussion where 
you never listen to your female friend's advice about what to do with a woman. Never, because they're always, it's not, it's not girls telling you what girls want to hear. It's that girl telling you what they wish the last man said to them. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it is, and so I do have, I have three words for you in regards to this situation. Kill your Vegas oh. wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Just fly to Vegas and get married. Um, dude, I mean, I am questioning right now because I, my last girlfriend I met when I was young and then you go through life and you're, and then the reality of like how much time you have to live kind of settles in when you date, when you're older, what's the goal? You know, what's the goal here? What are we doing? Yeah. So I'm, I'm no, I'm old. Uh, I'm how old, old are you? Like 32, 32. 32. Did I just, did I just guess that. Yeah. Well, you also okay. my friends. So you probably know how old I am. It's probably in there somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, I'm 32. And so I never, so I think the goal for me is different than the goal for most people because I very much don't want kids. And oh, I do. I, I, I know. 18. That's too many. No, I, 18. Okay. You know what? One the fact, you, the fact that you said the number twice made me <laughs> change my stance. <laughs> you said 18 again. Wait and a I, went, okay, I wanted zero. And then you said 18 twice and I said it on five. <laughs> oh, well, actually, yeah. So I don't ever want kids and I never really, I didn't want to get married. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, I, for a while I was like anti-marriage, which is like, I don't know, just like some fucking dumb contrarian bullshit that's inside of me yeah. that I always have to do. But you got, you got punk vibes to you. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, nah, fuck that. Ain't fucking no, the state's not going to fucking get involved in my relationship. Whatever. State doesn't tell me. I, a, a contract doesn't say I'm in love. You know what tells me I'm in love? The tattoos. Like, it's like a, a skin contract. <laughs> yeah, I just start getting, I start getting all these women's, dude, I'm shocked I don't have a woman's name tattooed on me. You have a lot of tattoos, and I'm jealous, to be honest. I, I, I don't think I could ever get one. There's nothing I've thought of enough. The one tattoo in my life, I don't know, I, I think I've told you this. The one tattoo I ever thought of getting was an elephant with its trunk facing up. My mom has them all over the house. Uh, yeah. They mean and that's good a nice luck. little, yeah. It's a fun thing. It's, nice. a, it's a cool character. And on top of that, my mom loves them. Yeah. I brought that idea up to her and she said, I don't love them. The first one I got was just on sale. <laughs> And then just she just kept getting them. And then she was like, now whenever I see a fucking elephant with the trunk facing up, I th some people, their interior decoration is just committing to one thing and, yeah. and just oh, getting yeah, yeah, all yeah. of that. My aunt is just like, I guess I like cows. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's cows everywhere. Yeah, I think I love, I love books and supplements. That's what yeah. I have all over my place. Dude, my fucking room is insane. It, like bringing a woman into my room is like, is like, hey, I got a lot to explain, I guess. Dude, I've tried to not sound creepy, but this, the, the, uh, she has said, I haven't seen your place. And I was like, and you won't. Yeah. yeah I yeah. refuse. Oh, I have like, I have had that for, cause I like finally in the last maybe year or two have like made my apartment and my room like nice enough that I would be like, like I always would have women over, but I was always kind of embarrassed. And now I'm finally like, oh this is like suitable yeah and could be impressive but it also is like i'm at an age where it should be suitable like i yeah. should know how to make a room every single nice. place should be the like the first weekend you spend should be making it a home yeah yes yeah see, I, I i missed just, the ball I've, on that but i've also just like been in my apartment for so long that i like 
had I've had time to like have a really shitty version of my room and then like be able to like sit there and like figure out what I want to do to make yeah. it nice. How long have you been there? Six and a half years. I'm so, dude, I've moved every year. Yeah, I just not like, on purpose. No, I've, yeah, but that's, that's like that's the to. that's the norm for like most people. We Is just it have like really. A, we, I mean, I feel like a lot of people like depends, especially like young, like younger, like you, like yeah, you just kind of like because it's like, well, I have no fucking, you know, there's no like you don't need to be in a specific neighborhood because it's like, like you have kids, so you're like, oh, and they need to be in this neighborhood so they can go to this school and blah blah blah. Yeah, where it's like, you know, I just have, I've been in this place because it's really fucking cheap and we haven't been kicked out yet. Yeah, <laughs> it's like how much is know, how much is the rent over there? Cheap, dude. We pay like twenty one fifty for a three bedroom. Are you, are you serious? Swear to God. And you have like a nice little room. Yeah. Oh my God. No, I've seen so like, like I, your room has space. Yeah. yeah, my room has space. Diego has a big room. Will has two rooms. It's like a he has crazy two rooms. So he is like there's like a really tiny room that like couldn't really be enough for like a bedroom. So literally just his bed is in it. And then he has like basically another room that is set up like a living room. What the fuck? Yeah. Dude, I have one big space. I my room is probably the size of Diego's. Yeah. And Which I wish I big. had more. Yeah. I mean, I wish I had more space too, but I also have like a crazy closet and I have so many goddamn clothes. I have dude, I'm trying to get rid of this whole area number 1 behind me, my closet is full of shit. And then I have two dressers uh to the left of me that on top of them are piles of clothes and yeah. in the living room outside is a bunch of clothes that i haven't decided whether i'm keeping or throwing away and i think the fact that i haven't worn them in a very long time and have been muddling mm -hmm. over whether i'm i should just give them away just get rid of them oh i do have a gift for you i'm gonna show you I'm gonna, oh yeah i'm gonna show you it on the on this because i think you're gonna freak the fuck out because you introduced me to this oh i love it talk 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 while i'm gone Okay, so Joey right now is bending over to get something just out of reach of the screen, which is a present for me, which I love presents for me because they're not for anyone else. But I, and I love me. Holy shit. part one baby we're cutting it off right there right then and there we're gonna make you go ooh i want more and now i'm gonna make you wait <laughs> gonna make you do a little ooh gotta wait uh come back in a couple of days and by couple i mean two and you're gonna listen to part two of the epic episode two-part episode with my boy michael bruce i hope you had a fun time with part one I hope it's making you go, ooh, ah, what else they got to talk about? Ooh, ah, I really want to listen. Ooh, ah, what, what what they got in the bank? Ooh, ah, hope it, it goes up in my think tank. Ooh. All right, man. Wow, I really could have ended this on something good. And I uh, decided this was my time to audition for uh, the reboot of Vanilla Ice. <laughs> uh, I'll see you guys for part two. Thanks for tuning in. Love you. Goodbye. Mwah, mwah. Oh, God, Joe. <laughs> Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, 
TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.